You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 14. I'm so pumped for you to hear this session and just get to kind of be in some of Allie's celebration. She has much to share with us, much to celebrate, and we are talking next steps from here now that her one-on-one is in such a good place and she has such a solid foundation. So I think this is just a really fun episode. I think it's really helpful to see how when you set that foundation, all of these next level opportunities open up and exactly what to do with them. So I hope that it really serves you and thank you as always for being here. Okay, good. You good? I'm good. I'm here. (laughs) You're like, who am I and what day is it? Obviously it's Monday and we did record last week. Mm -hmm. So I'm out of sorts, I guess. Yes. Oh my gosh. You have had so much going on. Oh Lord. Right. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling? You want to update us? Um, yeah. So a lot, you know, the house, um, uh-huh. you got it. Yes. And sold so, yours. Yeah. Our house. I mean, I know the market's crazy and I knew this, but you know, like Alicia lives in fantasy land sometimes. And sometimes I forget to believe that good things happen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I get super mm-hmm. nervous and anxious about things. So we had, I think I told you like 20 plus showings in two days and we had eight <laughs> offers by the next morning at 10 to like make a decision. <laughs> so so awesome. thank God that it happened that way because also my husband and I are too stressed out and anxious to be able to like go through six months of showings and selling your house that way. Like, uh, like, no. Also, you work from home, which makes that very hard. Oh, Lord. Just packing up the dogs and leaving for like half an hour every once in a while. I'm like, nope, you yeah. ruined my whole day. <laughs> totally. I have to do it again tomorrow for the inspection. And I'm like, I called our, I call it the spa, where we take the dogs when we have to board them. And yes. I'm like, do you yes. do doggy daycare? Because I'm just dropping them off. <laughs> There's no way I can drive around with my dogs for two hours. Like, no. No. <laughs> so they're going to doggy daycare tomorrow for a first time. That'll be exciting. I'm sure they'll oh, love it. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and maybe I can actually go to a coffee shop and work instead of just driving in circles with dogs in my car. That sounds lovely. Yeah. But also, like, you kind of just get what you want, huh? Yeah, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I told you this previously, but my friends and my husband are really annoyed with me by saying, no, stop saying things that way. Everything works out perfectly if you just say it does. So you guys probably know this if you've listened to me for any length of time, but one of my favorite affirmations that I say constantly and feels so important to me and so locked in for me is everything always works out perfectly for me. And Allie was teasing about using that exact same mindset and affirmation and having this process do the same. And the reason that affirmation is so useful is because it puts me in seeing things through that lens, 
right? So even when it seems like things aren't working out, if I can look at it through the lens of like, how could this be working out perfectly for me? How could this be happening in my favor? How could it be true that this is working out perfectly for me right now? And it really helps me look at situations in different ways, move through them in different ways, and honestly call in that experience. I've been saying it for so long that now even like my family will say it to me. I've joked about that a lot, but like something will happen, you know, and my dad will be like, wow, like things just always work out perfectly for you, don't they? And I'm like, well, yes, mm -hmm, they do. I've been affirming it for literally years at this point. So just passing that along. And it doesn't mean that... (laughs) Nothing ever feels fucked or hard or scary or bad or any of those things, right? But when I take that mindset, it does lighten the load. It does help me surrender more and it does help me look for the ways in which it could be working out for me and then take action from that place. So it has served me really well. It's definitely served Ali in this situation and I hope you can borrow it and it can serve you too. <laughs> I'm never like shut the fuck up. Oh yeah. <laughs> by far. By far. Yeah. But like, it kind of did in this case, huh? Absolutely. Like, I mean, stupid little things, but I had to order large area rugs and I ordered them, you know, sight unseen. And my husband's like, how could you do that? You don't know what color they're going to be. I'm like, because it's going to work out perfect. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And again, why is it so easy for me to just fully lean in? And then business, I stumble, but it's just, it's funny because it just keeps proving itself over and over. Also, the rugs came in today and they're beautiful. (laughs) Yay! Oh my gosh, that's amazing. How fun is that? It is. Like, I mean, it's a process because, you know, COVID threw everything a wrench. So like there's hardly any furniture and you have to wait eight to 12 weeks for furniture to come in. So you're just ordering Mm -hmm. all these things, hoping that it's going to fall together. And it will. Yep. It's fine. Yep. It really, it really just does, doesn't it? Yes. So, so when's your, when's your like move in date here? Uh, May 28th. Okay. Okay. So yes, my house is in disarray. You know, like you have to purge and you have to like really minimalize for showings. Yeah. So like things are in boxes and I'm, a very weird, like highly sensitive person, obviously. So now I'm like, but I didn't really get a chance to live in it while it was a home. Like, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. get to say that final goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still my you, home. You need like a little closure there. Yeah. But like everything's taken down. It's not like my personal office anymore. You know, like, yeah, it's, it all went so fast that like, I didn't get that moment. And yeah, I'm weird. It's fine. <laughs> Well, maybe you'll feel it in a different way. Like once you're, it's actually time to move, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of weird because I don't get like, I'm not attached, you know, like I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I so miss that house. Like, I think it's just going through the motions of, I packed it up without thinking of like the memories behind it, even though they're still right. Like I, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't help because, you know, last year was COVID. So we had very quiet times and me and my son are homebodies and we spend a lot of just time together, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this year, this spring, everything has thrown into massively back to normal here. So we're in football, we're in basketball, we're in baseball, we're in soccer. We have church going again. So we literally have one night a week at home now. 
mm-hmm. on top of the move, and he's going to be switching schools. Mm-hmm. So his little sympathetic, very feeling heart is in overdrive. <laughs> yeah. So we've had to really learn to take the moments that are quiet and just relax. Yeah, totally. Are you letting yourself do that? Um, yeah. I cannot believe how that little shift of removing email has changed everything for me. Mm, tell me all the things. Again, my friends are annoyed with me. Like, it's life changing. <laughs> you have to do it. <laughs> And they're like, we get it. Thank you. But I, I mean, just my mental health. I do not feel like I'm a shitty business owner anymore. Ah, what? I mean, is that the best thing ever or what? Well, I mean, it widely opened my eyes to, that was a story you were telling yourself. Yeah, this is true. But I didn't realize like even doing workouts, I would pause the workout to read the email that came in on no. my watch. Like I was constantly pausing my life and then feeling like <sighs> I was failing at everything to read an email. And what's crazier is I don't know if the volume of emails has actually changed or if I'm just not feeling so heightened about it because I don't feel like anybody's actually asking me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, is that the best? Yeah. That is the best. I mean, so. How awesome is that? Last week I had to go back home for my niece's first communion. And, you know, like we were showing the house. We were going out of town anyway, because there was no way I could be here. And I didn't think about email once. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, we went to the museum and we talked about everything and we learned. And, you know, I just, it never crossed my mind to, pick up my laptop and log into that. Like I was mm-hmm. in the moment again, instead of feeling like I had to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it, it's felt good. I go to bed. <laughs> I don't stress about everything. I sleep at night. Yeah. What? I know. Like it literally changed your whole week. Yes. Or whole two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I cannot believe the difference that it has been. Isn't that so crazy to go from like, I'm constantly failing and everyone needs something from me to like all as well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it helps me focus when I sit down to do it because I haven't thought about that message for the past three days and how I was going to handle it. Right. I just sit down and handle it. And does it feel like way less like, like anyone's like saying anything negative or whatever. Cause you haven't been thinking about it for three days. Right. I mean, there's still the obviously update is still a trigger for me. And I <laughs> still yeah. working on that. I don't know why, but now it's easier for me to just sit down and respond. Like I had a client right. bring up a timeline and I'm like, yeah, but you were three weeks late getting your content to me. So that timeline was out the window. Right. And it was easier for me to just sit down and respond instead of letting that brew and bubble and get my emotions out of whack. Because, you know, typically that would be, I should have done something. I should have worked all weekend to get that done. I should have done this. I should have done that. And instead now I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, that's not how it went. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Pretty 
freaking awesome. Pretty freaking awesome. You guys, I am loving how big this shift in checking the email has been, right? She's really saying like everything shifted with separating out those business and personal emails and not checking business until she can respond, you know, going from constantly feeling like she's failing, checking it like literally during her workouts and feeling like everyone needs something all the time to wondering why no one needs anything, right? And it's so helpful to see that it's not always the reality of the situation. It's how we're relating to it. So if I feel so overwhelmed or on call that I can't even have a workout without checking my phone, of course, I'm going to feel like everyone always needs something. If I only check it when I can pretty immediately respond to it, it feels like everything's getting handled, right? So this is just such a good opportunity to realize that sometimes we feel super overwhelmed, not so much because of what's happening, but because of how we're relating to what's happening and putting better boundaries in and really only addressing things when we can address them instead of reading them and then spinning out on them for 12 hours. It just makes all the difference. And it's just so cool to see how much that's changed for Allie. And so figure out what that looks like for you, whether you need to separate out your email, set better boundaries with when you check things. You know, if you're like, oh my gosh, I do that too during a workout, like see what this has in it for you. But I promise making these changes can really, really change how you feel about your business and your clients as a whole. And, and that's the stuff where it's like manageable, right? Like we're not saying that you're never going to have like an annoyance with a client or with business or whatever, but it's like manageable and you handle it in the moment versus like you can't even sleep at night because you've been thinking about it for like days and days. Like it's like the manageable kind of like, oh, we're all just like running businesses and dealing with shit, right? Right. And if their opportunity is to email me on a Saturday to ask a question, it isn't my responsibility to respond on a Saturday because it has to be a question. And that has really made me feel better about holding boundaries. And it was my own fault. Like, yeah, like no one was actually expecting you to answer on a Saturday ever anyway. No, I mean, even if they were, I have in my email signature what my business hours are. Yeah. So it was my own fault that I was putting this pressure to reply at different times or, you know, Mm -hmm. like even read them. Yeah. So, and can I tell you how much more shit I've gotten done around the house? Tell me. Good God. A lot. Like Sunday's always my cleaning day, but instead of just cleaning and then feeling like I had to rush to my computer or, you know, like always being interrupted, not that anybody was doing that. It was me. Right. (laughs) I packed up and purged two rooms already again, like major purge that things are in the boxes ready for the movers, you know, like, let's get this done. So instead of having to take a whole week to do it at the end, I'm just getting it done now. Oh my gosh. My little heart is just bursting. Female. Who knew? Who would have thought, right? Who knew? I mean, most of the time you would think it was social media. Also that little, um, Apple notification, my, Mobile. Oh, your screen time. Yeah, that's mm. gone down a lot. Hmm, I wonder why, because I'm not checking hmm. emails all the time. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so freaking pumped for you. Yeah. Huge. I, I just love that it's so helpful to see, like, I can go from feeling completely overwhelmed, completely, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
to like completely having it all together and being ahead on my move and everything in like the span of like a couple weeks, right? It's just so helpful to see how fast things can shift, right? Yeah. I mean, I know that this is a growing experience, obviously, but I don't even want to listen to the podcasts that are coming out right now because I'm like, oh, <laughs> shameful of where I was. <laughs> not that it no. is. Like, I'm not saying that, yes. but like, just where I'm at now, I'm like, good God, get it together. <laughs> you just don't identify with that anymore. No, not at all. I was so stressed about everything. Does it feel like almost like a lifetime ago when you hear that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now you're like, I'm just like hanging out, getting ahead on the move, all is well. I mean, I still have client work. I still have stuff to catch up on. Totally. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to be very honest and transparent, I did drop the ball. I hadn't posted on social media for a while. But you know what? Yeah. I let it go because my wonderful VA noticed that I hadn't been getting her things. And she's like, how about I just recycle some of your content? I'm like, yeah, do that. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> And I didn't stress out about it because I'm like, it's okay. You have a lot going on. Well, and that's really the point of all the consistent work that you put in is that so when you do have a moment like this, you can just repurpose. You can just reuse stuff. That's the point of having a VA. Like you set yourself up in a way where like the whole point is that you should be able to take that time when you need it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's where I never let myself before. And that's where I always held myself back. But. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. And that's like so amazing because she can just go repurpose stuff, right? Yep. And I didn't even care what she was putting out there because she knows what I talk about. She sees my stuff every Mm -hmm. week. So, yeah. How good is that? Also feels good that I did get this week's done. So, (laughs) back on track. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And that's like it, right? Like consistency just means doing something most of the time. Yeah. Right. So it's like cool that you needed a couple weeks. It's cool that you like set yourself up in a way where that's not a problem. It's cool that you got back to it this week. Like it, like it's all as well, basically. Right. One thing I just really want to point out here, because I talk about consistency all the time is that the whole freaking point of doing it most of the time is that so when you do need that downtime, you can easily take it, right? So consistency is what buys you that downtime. And sometimes when we are like, oh, well, consistency is everything, then we think we can never, ever take that downtime like Ali needed this week. And so that's what I want to impart upon you here, which is if you've been really consistent, you really bought yourself that downtime. So don't make it a story where like, oh my gosh, I have to be consistent no matter what. It's I have to be consistent most of the time. So when I do need that space or that downtime, it's super easy to take it, right? I really, really want you to take that away from this. Consistency buys you that freedom. It buys you that time. It buys you that space. It only has to be something you do most of the time, not all of the time. When you look at it through that lens, it can get so relieving and feel like so much less pressure. And that's always what I want for you. So I hope that helps. Yeah. And what I also realized during (laughs) that is it's not like I stopped everything. I had already optimized blog posts for her to be able to go out. So like things were still rolling, but I would have never accepted that before. Right. Because I wasn't doing everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, big difference. 
isn't that so funny? Like the pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like, wait, like I already got a lot done. This is totally fine. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you're just crushing it, so we can just hang up now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, it took me 87 minutes to find some headphones that work. So, time's up. <laughs> time's up. Bye. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, I think that's just so cool to see and give yourself credit for. And then what gets fun from here is this is when business can become exciting almost. Like I know what you were saying in the questionnaire is like, what's next? Like what else might I create? What's like a more passive opportunity, that kind of stuff. But it's like, this is what makes all that possible is when I'm not stressing it so hard then like the other opportunities and ideas can come through. Right. Right. And that's like, that's what I really noticed as a theme these past couple of weeks. Like, yes, I'm still busy, but I've also learned that I've learned how to manage it. Yeah. And I'm not again, feeling shitty that I didn't get every little, little thing done or, you know, because it is getting done. Yep. But that it also obviously really hit me of, I need to create a little bit more space instead of constantly having like the pressure of one-on-one only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that had, it, it, it's been a recurring theme in my head. <laughs> well, again, I would try to frame that in a positive way. Cause I think this is really important to see, which is like, I have to get my business to a certain point to where I can even explore that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And so it's like, I haven't done anything wrong. It's like, I have finally got my social media nailed. I have finally got team support that I really needed. I have finally um, mastered my new program and process. I have finally got consistent clients. I'm finally booked out. Like I've laid all the foundations. Yes. And so then of course it makes sense to think about, well, what's next? What comes after? Especially if I'm booked out for months and months, like what other opportunities are here? Right. Yep. And I think that's, I mean, I'm just like giving you a hard time, but I think that's just so important to see it through that lens of like, I have built the the setup to where I can now do that versus like, I, I think sometimes where a lot of people get in their business is they get booked out and then they're like, oh man, see, I fucked it up. I shouldn't have had a business where I'm booked out and da da I should have always been creating passive. And it's like, no, like they all fit together. Does that make sense? It does because I can tell you like full heartedly when I was trying to create passive stuff and try to market one-on-one and, 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 and I failed miserably at all of it because I didn't have that baseline (laughs) and I was never consistent at anything. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Totally. So there's this thing that happens for a lot of us, right? Where once we've kind of built this certain level of like success or of one-on-ones signing up that kind of foundation, we feel like, oh my gosh, have I built the wrong thing? Because now I'm like serving a lot of people one-on-one. And that's super normal. It's super normal to get to that point where you're like, oh, I see how now my business model needs to change. But what I really want to say is that having that solid foundation truly is the first step to creating that next level income that we all want, right? So we're not quote unquote getting it wrong if we build a one-on-one model first. Building the one-on-one model is really what lets us leverage what we've learned into 
different offers like groups or courses or programs. It's what lets us have the consistent income coming in so that we can launch other things, so that we can have teams, so that we can scale. So it's really easy to get to that point and then feel like, oh my gosh, have I done it wrong or built the wrong thing? I think every person I know that has scaled has had that moment or that experience in some way. But just remembering that that solid foundation is the thing that makes it scalable, is the thing that helps you take it to the next level, is the thing you need as the foundation so you can, you know, springboard from there, I think is really, really good. So we don't have to make either wrong. Yes, it was so good to do that. And now we get to lean into something else. And so just making yourself and your business model right on both accounts is really important here. So is there any like thoughts coming up for you there? I know you're like, haven't been pretty opposed to like a templated um, kind of offer or something like that. But like what, when you think of like creating something that's not just you building the site, what comes up? Um, so for me, what comes up more because <laughs> I like to be so involved is really creating more of like the educational side of here's how you can DIY your brand. And then here's how you can take my framework and DIY your website. Try to say more to me about DIY it. Obviously, if they aren't at a point where they can hire me, I can help them with the steps to do it properly themselves, if that's the point that they're Mm -hmm. at, and then Mm -hmm. show them how or why behind the website. And, you know, like essentially help them with the framework and how to create the site that would be for their custom business mm-hmm. without like my problem with some with templates sometimes is that people just fill in the blanks instead of really thinking about their business and their services and what they need to put there and how to lead people mm-hmm. through for that uniquely for them. And that's Got what it. I would mm-hmm. want to provide is more of that educational side of creating that strategy and how to do it with your website than just a website. template. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And are you seeing that as more of like a course or what are you seeing? Well, a slash, (laughs) like the course slash template. Okay. So Mm -hmm. like they would get, um, they would get access to like my templated framework and they would be able to customize that for their brand. Mm-hmm. In addition to what, like, video trainings, like, of course, that kind of walks them through, like, the ways to think about it, the questions to ask, et cetera. Yeah, and this has only grown more since, like, I have created that, um, I've been working with my copywriter on creating that um, training video, not really training, yeah. but, like, mm-hmm. more of an educational video on, like, here's the importance of your copy, these parts are included in the website because... This is what you would write about. Mm-hmm. And I, it's those parts that sometimes people are like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to take that out instead of understanding the reasoning and meaning behind it. And that's what I would right. really like to provide. And when you think of something like that, like, are you thinking it's just totally self-study? Are you thinking like, it's just kind of like an evergreen thing? Are you seeing it as like a group program? Like what comes up for you? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Okay. Um, I don't know. Because like 
the group program is interesting to me because, you know, I really love that feeling of community. Yep. Um, and I feel like I would be more helpful that way for feedback or I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I also like the thought of it being doable without me, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, listen, I think like the truth is, and this is like the frustrating part, but let's just call a spade a spade, <laughs> which is that this is going to be more work no matter how you slice it at first. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Right. And that's, that's where passive income gets kind of frustrating sometimes. Cause usually like, we're like, okay, it's time to create it. And then we're like, oh wait, it's going to take a whole fucking lot of work. Right. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And the appeal of like a group program is being able to go through the beta and get feedback while building it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that excites me as well because I want it to be understandable for the client, you know, or the person that purchased it. I want them to grasp the concepts behind it instead of me just being like, what? You didn't get that? (laughs) Yeah, totally. So it seems to me like what makes sense is like running it that way at least once and then deciding from there. Yeah. Right. Because again, like it's going to be work no matter how you slice it. Right. But if you can have something that gives you a deadline around that work. <laughs> right. I think that's better a lot of the times where sometimes it's almost like, oh, okay, I'll just create this DIY thing and then like months go by, <laughs> you know? So I feel like this is maybe like a, a little bit of a bad, <laughs> bad news kind of situation, but it's really important to talk about, which is that we have to remember that for anything new we want to add in our business, it's always going to be more work, not less at the beginning. And honoring that trade-off is so key. And I feel like that's always kind of bad news in a way because we're like, wait, but I thought all this stuff was supposed to make it easier. And that's true. It will. But also knowing that going into the process, it's probably going to feel like more work at first is really helpful. And that's what helps us move through the process. Right. So, for example, even if I want to add a new team member, it's going to be more work at the beginning to train that team member. If I want to add a course to my offerings, it's going to be more work at first to build that course on and on and on, right? But if we let ourselves go through those interim periods where it's more work at first so I can do less work later, i.e. it's more work to train the team member now, but then they'll take a lot off my plate later. Those are really the decisions we're having to make as our business grows and scales is to have those moments of pouring more in so we have that long-term effect of getting more out. So just remember that like no matter what you're adding next, whether it's a team member or an offer or a program or whatever that is, there's always that trade-off at the beginning, but being willing to make that for the long-term sustainability of your business is really, really useful. So I know it can seem like bad news at first, but if you give yourself permission to go through that period and get out of it, what it can do for you later, you will be so happy with yourself. Updating the templates that I have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the never ending de- deadline that just moves. <laughs> yeah. But this helps with that, right? Because it's kind of like, okay, there are people that are like ready and waiting and we're all kind of like doing a thing together. Yeah. And then from there, you can always decide what you want to do next. But I do think that like having something that kind of holds you to that is probably really, really useful. Yes. 
Um, okay, so let's just say beta. So realistically, this this is not a before May thing, though, right? No. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Or not a before the move thing. Is yeah. What no. I to say. No. Yep. This would be an after that. Okay. Good. Okay. Beta after May. When are you thinking? I would probably have to say <laughs> long. <laughs> I know. I'm long like, pause. Well, unrealistically, she wanted to say June. Realistically, she's like, okay, probably July. <laughs> well, maybe June. You launch it in July. You run it. Right. Okay. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. June launch. And what I think is nice about this, and you tell me if this feels true, is like, it's not like you are like, oh my God, I have to have this in my business tomorrow. But if you know you're moving toward the next thing, it at least feels better, right? Yeah. Yep. And I had that, well, I have, I shouldn't say had, I have the client experience playbook that I had built out for photographers when I was targeting only photographers. And I loved creating it. But I knew like afterwards that I really could have built it out more, especially with the design side of it, like offering the templates where I talk about it. And that's what kind of got my wheels turning of like being able to have this larger brand slash website course, but then also offer mini courses for the little sections of it as well. And I'm probably getting ahead of myself and you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, try help me help me come along with you. I know, right? <laughs> so like in my client experience playbook, I help them map out the entire client experience. So like where mm-hmm, clients are coming mm-hmm. from, how their workflow goes, and then I discuss like where things should be branded in there to really create that unique experience that's going to set you apart, create your luxury right. brand, mm-hmm. all of that. But what I didn't do when I was building that out was provide those like Canva templates mm-hmm. as the optimal design of, okay, right, now right, you customize right. this. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that I'm like, okay, you're a designer. Why didn't you provide those? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's where like those little things have been, um, keep popping up. So like the, um, onboarding process, like there's different templates that you could include like have in that. And I would love to have a mini course that offers like how to create an onboarding process. Here's the templates and the design. Here's the reasoning behind it. I see. And then that can go along. Like it could be with your branding because you have your brand established from doing this part. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. So basically I think what we're saying here is that like you want to start with the website, but you can just see that there's like a lot of opportunities past that to go deeper with littler things like even social, even client onboarding, things like that. Yes. Yeah, totally. And that's what's helpful, right? Again, it's like not that we have to do it all at once, but can we see the trajectory? Yeah. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah. And I, I get excited about those things and mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I just put on pause forever and I've never tried to figure out, but it's because I didn't have that consistent baseline of knowing my pro or knowing my service and rinse and repeat. I was constantly changing my service and then trying to do this on top of mm-hmm. it. That- 
Right. And again, it's also the value of being booked out because not that you're not going to keep marketing or whatever, but it's just, there's less pressure, right? Yes. Yep. So it kind of, the bandwidth, when you have it, it doesn't have to be going to, oh my God, where is my next client? It can be going to, oh, let me create this product. And oh, by the way, when I'm not checking my email 32 times a day, (laughs) 32 is a low number. (laughs) 3,200 times a day. (laughs) That might be more like it. (laughs) (laughs) Then I really can like dive into something like this, right? Yeah. I think that's awesome. Okay, cool. So are we good to plan for that? Like let's plan for like a June launch, July start. Um, yes. I get, I I sense, I sense a butt coming. No, Uh no, 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 no butt. My, I get very tripped up on having a plan and knowing all the steps and the details. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get overwhelmed. And sometimes I just stop. (laughs) Okay. So I I think I I might need a little bit of guidance on making this attainable for me instead of spinning my wheels. So what if I told you like the first and only thing you have to do is write a sales page? Okay. See, I wouldn't have started there. Okay. What would you have started with? Creating an outline. And then that would have expanded into creating everything else. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, I think like when I say sales page, in some ways, the outline is part of that because you kind of have to outline what was in it as you're writing it. Yes. So, so similar in a way, right? Yeah. But what's helpful about why I would create the sales page first is then because when I build everything off of that, I'm super congruent with what I said I was selling. <laughs> right. And because I can, like the sales page is the only thing I need to start a launch. Yes. Makes sense. Sure does. I think you have an outline, but I can send it to you too. Basically, we just want to start there so that you can kind of see it all laid out. And so that, no matter what you get done between now and June, that guy's done. Right. Right. Yes. Um, really, really, really helpful to you to not feel stressed then, because if you're, you're literally like getting the one thing in place that you need to be able to launch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, anything feel crazy about that or does that feel pretty easy or what comes up for you in your brain there? No, it, since I've been thinking about it so much in the back, like it feels easy. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm even going to struggle to like d- brain dump ideas into it. So, well, that's kind of fun, huh? It is. Yeah. I feel like even for, I'm teasing you a little bit, but even for you to just be like, Oh no, that feels easy. I don't think I'll struggle with that. Is like a whole new thing. Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I mean, I think sure. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just so much ownership there where it's like, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about this. I trust myself. I think it would be easy to brain dump it out. Yeah. You're right. How good is that? It is amazing. It feels fucking good, right? Instead of like the first thought almost being like, how am I going to fuck this up? Or like, what don't I know? <laughs> or like, but how would I even know what I wanted to put in it? Like, it's just such different energy. Well, why'd you bring all those up? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, now that you freaking mention it. (laughs) Well, now that you said all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but really. No. Yeah, I feel feel solid on it. And a lot of that is due to changing my other one-on-one process because it feels good now. You know, like I don't feel this, 
well, Jesus, I need to change this, or this is too hard, or this is complicated. Like it all feels good that now I'm like, no, this is rinse and repeat for me. So I think there's always debate on like, should I run a course as a quote unquote beta or not? And I really think it differs. I have definitely given clients advice not to run a beta at all. And I've definitely given clients advice to run a beta. In this example for Allie, I think it's really valuable for her to run the beta program because she's never really had a program like this. It's all been done for you. So being able to test out a done with you kind of thing or more of like a course kind of setup is going to be really helpful for her to beta it. Now, sometimes if I've been already running programs and I'm just running a new type of program, there's really no point in having it be a beta. Like it's already tested. You already know the model. It's just on slightly different information. So in this case, I think it's really, really valuable for her to run a beta. And I also think it will be valuable for her mindset wise, right? It gives her permission to be figuring it out along the way. And we know Allie really needs that permission. She needs continuing to build that trust. So there's a lot of reasons that a beta works here. So just wanted to be clear on that, that it is sometimes true, but not always true. And the other thing I want to talk about is why to start with the sales page first. So this is something I recommend for my clients, like across the board is if you're doing a new program, like best thing to do is just start with the sales page because if you can really do that, I mean, the sales page does speak to everything you need to know. Who's it for? What are their pain points? What are they walking away with? What are the results? What are we going to cover? What are the modules? Like a sales page really summarizes everything about it. And then you have this kind of like set of promises, so to speak, that you've made about this program and then you can build from there. And so it's kind of just making sure that that's your starting point so that everything you build off of from there is fully aligned to the sales page, to what you're selling. And it really makes an easier transition and it really puts everything in one place that you would need to know and decide on in order to run this program. So hopefully that's just helpful context. I really recommend starting there first. Again, sometimes beta, sometimes not. It really depends, but those are great steps as you're starting to move into groups and programs. Now, answer me this question. Is this the, this is almost like a different client in a sense, right? It is. Yes. Okay. Let's talk through that. Cause I think that's really important. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I would have to say that these are the ones that are really just starting. Yep. Like they don't have an existing site. They've never, um, or they might have one, but it's like not done basically. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And they like, they might know what they're doing with their business, Mm -hmm. but they're really lacking that confidence of, okay, well, how do I even share that? Mm-hmm. How do I put that out there? Not that like it's not marketing. I'm not saying that, but when you have a website that you believe in or a brand that you believe in, just like I've said a million times, like you want to put it out there. You're not scared to, right. you don't hold back. So, mm-hmm. so probably pretty brand new. If they have something, they definitely probably aren't putting it out. Right. So kind of similar pain point, but definitely different place in business. Yeah. They're not as, they haven't done as much. I shouldn't even, I don't, that's not where I'm going with that. Ixnay that. I didn't say anything. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. I, I was just, I think what I was trying to say is that they're just greener. Yes, totally. Like a lot. Of, I was going to say they're not as experienced. Well, duh, if they're just starting out. That's why I kept like, never mind. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> um, my, You're like that. Yep. That's what that means. Sure does. Duh. <laughs> um, yeah. But like a lot of my clients have done educational, like they've been working with a coach. They know it's time for this, where this client is essentially like I would be that coach, not not coaching. I say that word very lightly. But, you know, like I would be that educational experience to get them to that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To what point? Well, like I, um, how a lot of my clients are working with high level coaches right now, or even if they are just starting their business, they know like they've educated themselves and they've been invested and they're making bigger investments where this person might not be ready for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the bigger, higher level investment of a coach right. and a website and a brand. Totally. Totally. And on top of that, they might also feel like they even want to kind of like understand it better themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I think is probably a whole selling point here. Like I think the people that you're getting in, you know, you're done for you. Like they probably understand it. They just don't have the brain space for it as much. Right. Right. Mm. Where I think like a great marketing opportunity here would be like, you want to fully understand your brand. Yes. Without like outsourcing it without any like direction to give someone. Right. Yeah. Well, and also like a lot of my clients don't want to do it. Yep. And they don't have the time to do it where this client would want to do that to save themselves the money and they want to invest that time because they are building their business and they want like, it's more of a satisfaction thing sometimes when you DIY things, because you understand it more. Like you just said, you're excited about it more. I, that's not true. I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) Well, I think that makes sense sometimes though, right? Like if I'm brand new and I'm excited about learning every piece of it versus like if I've been in it for a while and I'm like, I am not excited about learning more about my website. Like I'm excited about having it done. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my, cl- my one-on-one clients don't want to get excited about making a social media template. <laughs> right. right, right <laughs> They're exactly. like, just do that for me. Yep. That's like the last thing that they feel like dealing with basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think what's really nice about this too, when, when we're talking it through is like what it really gives you the opportunity to do is that if you have someone who simply isn't at that space, now you have somewhere else to direct them to, right? Yeah. I think that's a really big deal too. So like if, as you get on calls and stuff, if someone's just not at the space where they're really ready for you, like you're putting yourself in a position to have this whole other offer for them. Yeah. And that excites me because I have, I have been receiving some inquiries that I'm just not in the budget range. And like, sometimes it's hard for me to be like, Oh, but maybe I could, you know, and I know I can't because I only have so many hours a day. Yes. But it, it would feel amazing to be able to give something and know that I was really helping than instead of being like, I hope 
you well and find someone that fits your budget. Yeah, totally. I think that this is really great because it, it solves that need. And again, especially as you are getting out there more and more and you're booking more and more calls, having something else to share with them just makes a ton of sense. Not that we don't want to be able to say no when it's not a right fit, but if, if we know there's something else that we can create that would be, that's a big win, which is very different than not holding the boundary. It's just having another opportunity, right? Right. Yes. I like this. Me too. So another question then would be, can we start a wait list for this right now? Well, I'm sure we could. <laughs> yeah. that that No, that's a to you question. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can. Okay, great. Yay. Um, and so what I mean by that basically is just for the exact purposes that we're talking about, right? If you get on a call and someone's just not the right fit for whatever reason, like now you have something to send to them. Yeah. Hey, no worries. Like I have a wait list actually for this program that's coming up. We're starting in July. Here's what that looks like. And you know, I already have a whole segment in my email list that this would be perfect for. Oh yeah. Well, I have my unforgettable brand download. Yeah. That walks through building a brand, but it doesn't teach it to you. (laughs) Yeah. It just tells you the parts. That's pretty amazing. It is. Look at that. I've been, I've been laying the groundwork the whole time. <laughs> yep. And you could even email that segment and say, Hey, I have something coming up. If you want to get on the wait list, here's how. Look at that. Do you want to do that? I do. What's really nice about the wait list and why I think it's Something really smart to do here is it can also make you feel a lot more confident in launching. Yeah. Um, because you'll know how many people you have like interested, right? Yeah. So if you're like, oh, wow, I have like 20 people on this list. Like it's a no brainer. If you're like, oh, wow, interesting. Okay. Like no one's really getting on the list. That's totally okay. It just means that we have different work to do first, mm-hmm. which is just nice because then you're not kind of just going at it blind being like, well, hope this is fine and works. You're like, no, like I'm going to make sure like I feel really confident moving into the launch. Okay. So one thing I want to chat about really quickly here as we wrap up is why I love starting a wait list for launches. I am such a big fan of a wait list model for launches because what it really does is it gives us information before we even get into the launch. And it really helps us decide when we're ready to launch, right? So, you know, for some of my clients, we might put out a wait list and we just see it skyrocket. And we're like, oh, wow, the audience is totally ready for this. They fully get the message. They're ready to dive in. They've been wanting this, all of that kind of stuff, right? And so we know we can launch pretty quickly. Plus we already know who all of our warm leads are. So we can do some great personal outreach there to bring conversions over the table even more easily. If the opposite happens, we start the waitlist process and like no one's really taking us up on it. It's like a super slow crawl to kind of get people on the waitlist. Well, that's really good to know too, because that means we have some audience education to do. We have some problem awareness. We might need to tweak the messaging, all of that kind of stuff, but it's so much better to find that out earlier on. 
and be able to adjust than getting into a full-blown launch and finding that out. So a waitlist is so useful to show you your warm leads to get you really connected with your most excited buyers and to make sure you're in a good place for your launch to actually go really well and to give you time to adjust before you even start launching. So such a fan of that model. I think it works super, super well and I highly recommend it. Obviously not in every case, but in a lot of cases and definitely I think would be great for Allie. Yes. And launches have always been very scary to me in the past. Mm-hmm. Because? Um, well, probably because I haven't had a successful launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were stressful trying to build them. And when I had worked with different people in the past, it just, I don't know, it was never in alignment, number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some of the tactics were not comfortable for me as a person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it just, yeah. everything always felt weighted and heavy. And yeah. I think one of the things that had always stressed me out was like, one of them was like, let's set a $10,000 goal for this mm-hmm. launch. And I'm like, but I don't have an audience. <laughs> Uh And it's just like this goal kept being presented to me. So then when obviously that didn't happen, I felt like a failure, of course, Mm. you know, like where I knew in the back of my head, like, well, that's never going to happen. I don't have an audience. Like that's one, one of the reasons that I wanted to work with this coach was to build this audience. (laughs) It was the part that was lacking constantly. (laughs) So yeah, I never wanted to launch things again after that because it felt like such an epic flop. (laughs) Totally. Which I I know that 10,000 is a small goal to some people. It was an unattainable goal to me, especially with no audience. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, listen, I think the coolest thing that I hear in what you're saying is that you knew and, and, really had a grip on (laughs) what was actually true there. Yes. And I just didn't trust myself with it. Exactly. Or speak up for myself. Totally. But, but that's like really nice in a sense, because again, it's like, I think so much of our takeaway from that is like, you were getting it right. Yep. You knew that that didn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) Um, Not at all. (laughs) So Yeah. Right. There's that. Um, so just like really beautiful to see. And this time, like you feel like you're going into it in a totally different place where you're like, well, I actually do have a segment of my audience that's ready for this. I actually have really built my audience. I actually am really ready for this. I actually am booked out. Like you've just set up yourself in a totally different way where now it's not someone else pushing you into a goal. It's you being like, Hey, I'm ready to do this. Yeah. And absolutely like hands up to that. And also like reading, I mean, I've been trying to pay attention more to like my Google analytics and is, is my engagement in Facebook groups helping, you know, like watching where people are coming in from into HoneyBook. And it's been very interesting to me that I get a shit ton of traffic still from Pinterest, Mm -hmm. but I'm not converting anything. Yeah. But it's not like I'm going to convert a one-on-one service just from a blog post either. I mean, so knowing that I needed to build this out because I am getting the traffic yep. that I'm excited to be able to focus more on those things and have those offers. 
And what's so cool, again, I just want to keep giving you credit there and then I'll shut the book <laughs> off. But like, what's so cool, again, is like, you're just seeing that from like a neutral data perspective versus like a, you would have let that get you so charged up before. Oh my God, it did. Yes. I mean, like Pinterest has been <sighs> my number one driving source for a while and it used to be like, okay, but I'm not like converting. So what am I doing wrong? And then I would have changed my service and then I would have done this. And then I would have had to go back to all of those blog posts and change everything. Yeah. (laughs) All yep. Uh And now you're just like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Like they're probably not ready to step into that yet. If they're coming through this specific traffic source, this specific blog post, but what they might be very ready for is an offer like this. So why don't I beta test it? Like that's just being a smart business owner. That's just looking at data. That's just reacting to the market. Right. Right. And I hate numbers. So the fact that I'm actually looking at them deserves a golf clap. So, (laughs) so good. So good. Slow clap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, good. So with that being said, I think it's also worth like definitely go to that segment of the list and share it. But I would even say like it's worth starting to do some um, market research as you're out there right now, too. So like in groups, you could be asking stuff like that, like who's really wanting to learn about their own website? What would you be curious to learn more of? Like who's at the stage where they're just wanting to build? Like what do you feel like is the biggest thing you don't understand? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Maybe that should be a task for me is to come up with those questions because I really can stress out about that. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Like if they're the right questions. Not about that, but like, well, I mean, yes, essentially it it boils down to if I'm doing it right. (laughs) If you're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay. Yes. We can definitely give you that task. And I think, um, no like pressure here. It's really just. The whole point of it basically is just to like start having fun with it and start generating some conversations around that. So like definitely you can send me the questions and we'll look at it, but you get what I'm saying, yes. right? Yep. It's really just like, let me like play with this and start owning these conversations basically. Yes. Yeah. Feel good? Yes. Yeah. Remember that time you were like, I want to do a launch and I feel ready. <laughs> that is today. That. that is, this is this moment. <laughs> this is today. It is because damn launches mm-hmm. scared me. And now I'm like, it's cool. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. And you're like, and I have the people for it and I'm going to build a wait list and I'm going to do all these things that make me feel better about it. So that's a whole relevant thing. But, you know, you're just trusting yourself more. Yes. Look at that. I mean, initial goal was to trust myself. Yeah. I think you're nailing it. What do you think? I mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels good. It does. Kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is providing because I'm trusting myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, imagine if I had been like, oh, my gosh, you're going to trust yourself so much more. And then actually you're going to, like, m- m- find your dream house, sell your house, have all these amazing things happen. You'd be like, nah. <laughs> oh my God. If you would have told me in November <laughs> that all of this would be happening, I would have been like, bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah. And you're booked out for three months and, 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 right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but 
proof that it does. And now you just get to annoy all your friends. It's great. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what Lacey would say. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we hate her. <laughs> They're like, stop so drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, totally. But like the Kool-Aid tastes real good. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> I am just so excited for you and so proud of you. Like, just so freaking cool for you to be like, yes, I can launch this. Yes, I feel good writing the sales page. Yes, I know that this is like, makes sense based on my traffic sources and numbers. Like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Again, when you say things back to me, I'm like, oh, I did say those. (laughs) You did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was you. Mm -hmm. Like about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) I think like the most eye-opening thing to me is the ease that I have felt around things instead of fully charged like I always yeah. have been. So, And do you feel like that does tie directly to trusting yourself more? Is that what you feel like is bringing that ease on? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is even just – so I brought up the social media that I didn't like put so much pressure on myself with it. Like it was okay. Yeah. But even journaling, like – I know what a difference that has made, but it has been one of the things that I haven't been strictly consistent with. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing to me is that I haven't gotten upset with myself because I'm like, no, you're still doing the work in your head. Like you're saying affirmations to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're just like table that until I have time again. Totally. You're, you're working through it in the moment, which is even more impactful basically. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still very excited to dive into like the money mindset. Like I told you I was going to, but I also know that like right now I don't have to pressure myself to put that exactly on the top of my to-do list every single day. Yeah. You're, and what you're doing again is like, you're doing the even harder part to a certain extent than like writing it in a journal. (laughs) You're doing that in the moment with the client situation, in the moment with the checking of email, in the moment with this house and how I'm relating to it and feeling about it, right? So all journaling does is provide you like a tool to make that easier, but like you're already doing that stuff and that's really the whole point. Feels damn good. So amazing. Okay, great. So your homework is basically... (laughs) to do some of that market research, send me a question and then just like rough outline kind of sales page stuff. Does that feel pretty good or where do you feel like you land with that? Um, yeah, that feels good for this week. Okay. Yeah. We'll just keep checking in on that. So as you're moving, cleaning, whatever, that it doesn't feel like you have 500 extra things, but again, it does feel like you can move this forward, especially as you're feeling like weird. Nobody seems like they need anything from me and I have a lot of extra brain space. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. I'm so pumped for you. So, so proud of you. Thank you. You are so welcome. All right. Keep me posted. Send me that stuff this week and we will go from there. And congratulations again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, 
download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alitoflife.com forward slash clients to sign up.